C.L. Bryant Show on the Loving Liberty Radio Network. Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh, new conservative voice. The C.L. Bryant Show. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet. The greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is America. Glad that you all could come along with me today as we build the bridge as on every day to conversation throughout our great nation right here on the C.L. Bryant Show. I am C.L. Bryant, and uh, it is an absolute joy uh, to talk to you once again today. Thank God for being a, uh, a citizen of a country that is is blessed from sea to shining sea, an exceptional nation that we live in. And I do believe in my heart of hearts, and I know for uh, myself that it is the Judeo-Christian ethic that has uh, made it possible that all of us, regardless of our race, color, creed, or faith, uh, can enjoy the blessings of liberty given to us by our creator. It's written in our founding documents. Documents, those very words, yeah, they're written in our founding documents that we are endowed by our creator. Hey, folks, it is a great day in the USA. And, um, you know, I don't know if you know it, but this whole week is what's being called um, uh, education, the, the right uh, freedom of choice week. You know, school choice. This is school choice week. And um, (laughs) the oddest thing is, you know, Elizabeth Warren, you know, she lied about, you know, her kids going to to uh, public school at FreedomWorks.org. You want to check that out as a tweet that's out. And I got something coming out here on Real Talk real soon about uh, school choice. But the, the the thing that, you know, going all the way back to forced busing and all that kind of thing, you know, the idea even then and the remedy even then, as far as education was concerned, is to make sure everybody could go to the school they wanted to go to. And when they got to that school, that school was adequately equipped to educate and uh, turn out good Americans. That should be the only and should have been the only goal of education at any point in time. That was the goal when parents uh, were solely responsible for their child's education. They simply wanted to make sure they became good, solid citizens, as the term is still used today. They wanted to make sure that the kids turned into good, solid citizens. Uh, You don't even hear 
<clears throat> people, pardon me, uh, saying that type of uh, using that type of expression anymore. And the sad part about it is the reason they don't use that type of expression anymore is because of something that we have come to know as political correctness. It's 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 uh, wrong to say that you want to be a good upstanding American citizen. Somehow what those words that I just said are interpreted as racist. <laughs> oh, I laugh at you. If you buy into such lunacy in the year 2020, as an American, you want yourself and you want your children to be fine, upstanding citizens, American citizens. That should mean something. And I got to tell you something, folks, when that stopped meaning something, you saw a dip in uh, who we are as a nation. You saw a um, weakness in the chain of who we are when we stopped taking into account that we want to be upstanding, good, upstanding American citizens. And so um, here we looking at this thing that's going on with school choice. The Democrats have been telling black folks for years that they were racist against themselves. If they supported the idea of being able to choose the school that they want their child to go to and use whatever uh, private funding, because that's the proposal that the president's making. Uh, He has on the table right now a five billion dollar proposal that will give tax cuts to any organization that funds scholarships for minorities who want to take advantage of getting out of a systematically bad public school. And you want to talk about systematic racism when you talk about inner city and many times, and I'm not knocking the teachers. Don't get me wrong as far as it's concerned. I mean, any teacher who goes to uh, teach in an inner city school they're they're just not paying you enough. You could not get me to teach uh, 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 anywhere from kindergarten to high school grads and, and very few of the freshmen or sophomores that enter college. Do, do I think at this point in my life that I'd have time to try and deal with. So when I think about what an inner city school teacher must face day to day and keep his or her sanity, I just have this one thing to say. They're not paying you enough. They are not paying you enough. But private funding can create the type of situation that would escalate a non-existent competition between the public schools and those that are deemed at this present time to be much better 
than public schools. It would create an environment where the public schools would either get better and more competitive and pull their act together or they would go by the wayside. And guess what would happen? The teachers union that is mammoth would lose a lot of its teeth their ability to leverage if vouchers and 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 you can believe this folks that it is the teachers unions that are be- behind uh, the misinformation about the benefits of vouchers being able to go where you being able to send your child where you want to send your child and uh, friends they don't want this black people hear me black folks hear me and full disclosure i'm black like you I'm a conservative in America who happy in America who happens to be black and there are literally millions of us who feel this way who have not had any avenue to express it without gaping fear. Well, six years ago, uh, I put together a movie that was the platform for Blexit and Walkaway movements today. It was called Runaway Slave. Get it. Runaway slave. And it pointed out how we had become mascots to progressive socialist. Progressive socialist. Who have Marxist ideas on the young people and designs upon the young people here in America. And they are implementing their designs on young people while we American citizens who are approaching mature age while we watch. And yes, you you have groups that speak out and say things uh, loudly. But do you know who attacks those groups? The paid liberal media. Who at one time should at least uh, could be called uh, uh, an almost impartial umpire. They were they were never really impartial. The the media was never really impartial to to the right wing. They've always been pretty much left leaning. However, they at least did call some strikes and balls. On their opponents, uh, you know, fairly, they did. But today, the reason why anyone who wants to defend being a conservative, who wants to speak out for school choice and vouchers, being funded by private uh, organizations who get tax credits, for the donations they give to this type of program. The president has a $50 billion proposal on the table. 
friends, tell me what's not to love. Tell me how is it possible that uh, people like your Al Sharptons could say that this is something that perpetrates racist uh, dialogue and behavior? How is it possible that I'm getting to choose or a black person, whoever, a white person, a woman, whoever gets to choose where their child and how their child is educated? Isn't that something that's fundamental in its concept of education from the very beginning of who we have been? As a nation, isn't it always been the parent who who would say to themselves, the boy, the girl has potential? Son, daughter, what do you want to be when you grow up? (laughs) I guess we still ask the question. I don't hear it much anymore, but I guess we still ask the question. Now, hey, listen to me. A lot is going on. Lies, treachery, deceit. A lot is going on. Good is being called evil and evil good. That's what's going on in this world. We were told uh, that this would be the situation as we begin to wind down certain things, ages and so forth, that this would be the situation, good being called evil and evil good, where someone in high authority, like Adam Schiff, could blatantly and does blatantly lie with immunity blatantly lie with immunity about issues that do indeed affect a person's vote depending on how they believe whether they know that Adam Schiff is lying or whether they believe Adam Schiff. This man is getting away with blatant, bold-faced lies. And you can rest assured, and you can flip over to MSNBC, CNN. You can flip over there and you can hear that they are praising these lies. They're praising them. The day has come when evil is called good and good is called evil. And because people were self uh, involved, so self involved, that they did not care about their surroundings as long as it did not affect their self-absorption. 
That's where we are. So evil can be called good and good can be called evil because nobody cares. We have gotten to a point where we're so self-absorbed that nobody cares as long as it doesn't affect the self-absorption that we are engulfed and immersed in. And so how then do you slap the people out of this type of uh, sleep? You have to make the self-absorption less comfortable. Yeah. First of all, by making folks aware that uh, a society in America can come that will not allow you to be as self-absorbed. And that's exactly the one that the Ocasio-Cortezes, the Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren uh, would want to see come about. Hillary Clinton was charged to bring it about if, in fact, she was elected. But, of course, she wasn't. And they have not forgotten that this is the end all game plan to bring about fundamental change in this country. Why? Why would you want to change a script, change a playbook that has created champions, has won Oscar nominations and Oscar awards for the performance that America has done over the last 243 years, it has been an incredible saga to think of where we came from in this country through it all. From our inception in the Revolutionary War and then uh, going on to fight a civil war among ourselves, a war that no other nation has truly uh, gone through in the way that we have, a war to test and see if a nation like ours so uh, dedicated to a proposition that all men are created equal, how then do we achieve this war was about the equality for all releasing those who are in bondage and finding a way to have equality for all not equal outcome I want you to hear me not equal outcome but the equality of opportunity to compete that's what we strive for in this nation. And every American should have the opportunity to compete. And that's why school vouchers and the ability for the parent to take back that type of control over their child's education, it, it creates that drive to find a place where you and your child can compete. We'll talk a little bit more about it. Hey, uh, they're lying again, and the Department of Justice has exposed a lie. We'll talk about that when I come back with more of the C.L. Bryant Show. 
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. CL, back with you on this great day in the USA. Thank all of you for coming along with us uh, today as we build the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation. It is uh, a joy to uh, be heard throughout the United States over uh, not only our uh, flagship station, Red State Talk, but also uh, Loving Liberty and um, Liberty Roundtable or us, other uh, terrestrials who do us in replay. We certainly, um, certainly thank you for uh, inviting us into your families as well. As most of you know, Jane and I have moved uh, up here to Colorado, and um, uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful place that uh, Jane really wanted to uh, to come to and, and be. And I solicit your prayers uh, for uh, my wife, Jane. I, uh, You know she is the absolute love of my life, but we're going through uh, some health issues and trials and certainly want your prayers. I join my uh, faith with yours. And so thank you so much for uh, coming along with us. This is the C.L. Bryant Show. I am C.L. Bryant. Well, the lies continue to flow. They continue to, um, well, they're just blatant. The de- for, for instance, here's one. The, de- the Department of Justice said an alleged claim by former National Security Advisor John Bolton that Attorney General William Barr was concerned about personal favors President Trump did for certain world leaders grossly mischaracterizes the situation. Grossly mischaracterizes the situation. <laughs> In other words, what you said, sir, was not true. You understand? Not true. Kerry uh, Kupik, the DOJ's Director of Communications and Public Affairs, posted an official statement late Monday night that refuted that what Bolton reportedly wrote in a manuscript for his book, the New York Times spoke with several people who have seen the draft and reported that Barr told Bolton last year he was worried about what Trump was doing for the world leaders of Turkey and China. While Department of Justice has not reviewed Mr. Bolton's transcript, the New York Times account of this conversation grossly mischaracterizes what Attorney General Barr and Mr. Bolton discussed. Now, 
I'm not really sure that John Bolton is has a hand on the oars or is controlling the rudder of the ship that he happens to be a passenger in. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if uh, if if he is really steering the ship. I think the people who are steering this ship and and they 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 had been good at one point um the new york times some time ago many moons ago but they have become so tabloid and in fact the inquirer may actually do better news than the new york times yeah and if the times is now, and they have had it for years, gotten solidly the reputation that they that what they say cannot be trusted, especially when it comes to them reporting accurately on the Trump administration and things that affect our opinion of the Trump administration. If they have now been proven, and, and they have, that they cannot be trusted. Why are we talking about this? It, 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 seeing how it is that it is the New York Times that said it. Do you realize we have gotten to a point where if, it was, if, it, if it's in the New York Times, it could be a blatant lie? without any vetting or anything do you realize that no one the new york times does not even have the trend the scripts uh they haven't read john bolton's book they haven't read ambassador bolton's book they don't know what's in the book they don't know the context of what's in the book in fact good chance bolton may just not publish that book until after the election and the truth of the matter is, uh, he is doing his nation a great disservice, John Bolton is, because he had privy conversations with the President of the United States, and now he's doing a kiss and tell, apparently. Which means that future presidents of the United States, and this president has had to learn this the hard way. But it also means that future presidents of the United States had to be incredibly careful about who they talk to about anything. Because that person may leave the employ and then go sell the kiss and tell. I believe that uh, there might need to be a um, five-year, six-year, eight-year even longer moratorium on former um, aides and confidants to presidents. I think there, there has to be some type of moratorium put on that where they can't talk. They be ga they're gagged for a length of time because right now these clowns are making a lot of money running and telling their story and or running and telling a story that they probably had nothing to do with 
Yeah. Uh, and um, when we talk about um, the people who have taken advantage of uh, being associated with the Trump administration and then went and kissed and tell, you know, kissed up to the progressive liberal journalist and uh, and told all about it, or, or at least told their side of what what's going on. And, you know, they're disgruntled. Uh, Amorosa being one. I mean, this is a person that owes her notoriety to Donald John Trump. He made her a national face. The president did that. Donald John Trump did that, even placed her in the White House, though she was absolutely uh, pointless in her. What what can anybody tell me what her role was other than getting out of the shot or being in every shot (laughs) that she could possibly be? With the president, I guess you don't blame her so much. But then she becomes disgruntled, right? And she leaves the White House and she wants to tell just how bad things were for her and also the relationship with Donald Trump. It was always bad. Yeah. Al Sharpton has gotten many checks from Trump. So has Jesse Jackson. Oh, I'm I'm pretty sure even Chucky Schumer. Oh, he's gotten a check from Trump too. But they cannot abide him bucking the system. They wouldn't mind it so much if he didn't also buck the establishment Republicans, the GOT, GOP, and make them behave differently than they normally do. He's hated for that, too. Mitch McConnell would not be behaving this way in a, in a more conservative fashion if it were not for Donald John Trump and his policies. No, he wouldn't. The Republicans at large would not be behaving with the type of conservative confidence that they're exemplifying right now if it wasn't for the leadership of this president. We are finding, again, our conservative values. And the onslaught is going, it's happening, it's coming. It has to happen. We're finding our conservative values again. But you know what the strangest thing is? When we find those things, it seems that there's always something that does raise its ugly head to challenge us. And to cause us to dig even deeper as Americans. Now, um, a few days ago, we were experiencing record highs in the stock market again. 
right? And um, then we get word of a virus emanating from China that threatens pandemic. And the market takes, you know, a plunge. And that is the way of the world. It ebbs, it flows. And the only thing that we can do as uh, Americans, and that is why we're here, this is uh, the point of our existence. And if we forget why we exist as Americans, then we open ourselves up to the type of abuse that we do experience when we forget our purpose. You forget the purpose, abuse of that thing, that entity, a nation, a family, a church, a business. When you forget its purpose, abuse is inevitable. We can become something, Americans, that we were never intended to be. It has happened many times throughout human history to great and venerable institutions, great and venerable people who lost themselves, forgot their purpose, forgot its purpose, forgot the purpose. And so abuse set in. It's inevitable. And Americans, when we look at Adam Schiff, we look at the House of Representatives, the the things that you're seeing them do right now, that is the indication. They are the indicators that they have forgotten the purpose. What you see going on in the House of Representatives now is a certain indication, proof positive, that they have forgotten their purpose. Not all of them, but certainly Nancy Pelosi doesn't care about that purpose. Oh, she doesn't care about that purpose. She cares about resisting Donald John Trump. She doesn't care that your business gets done, even though that is the main course of the purpose for those we elect to office is to take care of our national business that truly affects us uh, locally because we send our request, our desires. We make them known here from the local level. We make them known through our representatives who represent us on a national basis. And so when they don't take care of our business, it affects us. And the amazing thing is this, folks. Listen, this is the amazing thing about this. 
through all of the resistance that Nancy Pelosi and all of that gang uh, tried to uh, and have launched against the president, he has been phenomenally successful. And even though I, I think he would have been even more successful if he'd gotten more cooperation, but who knows? Maybe it took this type of pushback to help us all see just how diametrically different the two parties are. And uh, to you Christians out there who would think of voting for the Democrat Party and have voted for him. And, hey, I've been a Christian and voted for him myself, believe me. But I never thought about certain things that I was voting for. I didn't think about the fact that I was voting for a party that is absolutely for everything I'm against. Oh, abortion. Oh, therefore that. Uh, marriage between two men, two women. Therefore that. And I'm against that. I'm against that. I mean, I'm not against you. I'm against that. Oh, you can have whatever type of union and ceremony, but we're talking here uh, a term uh, called marriage that God sanctioned himself between man and woman. And so I'm not for people loving who they want to love. You can do whatever you want to do. But let's not uh, shade the definitions. Let's not redefine what uh, we know to be factual. And that is the uh, uh, continuance of mankind hinge upon the uh, involvement, hopefully and prayerfully, within the bonds of matrimony, reproducing the race itself. And I'm against most everything in that Democrat platform. And you Christians... Uh, from what I understand, you, you should be yourselves, but yet I see you voting for that. Wake up. Are you woke? Well, get that way. <laughs> get that way. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant Show. If you don't get both hours of the CL Bryant Show, download free the CL Bryant Show app onto your favorite device. All of the shows are archived there. We shall return after these brief words with more of the CL Bryant Show. Don't go anywhere. I'll be back. You thought I was worth Change my life. You thought I was worth keeping. So you cleaned me up inside. You thought I was to die for. So you sacrificed. 
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot, on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. CL back with you on this great day in the USA. Hey, um, back in the day when I first went to college, LSUS, um, I remember the days I, I wanted to. I was a pre-law student, all that type thing, and um, then I went to journalism. I did all kind of stuff, but anyway. Alan Dershowitz was a young voice then. And as we matured, Dershowitz became one of the leading liberal voices in the nation when it came to constitutional law. Although there is one thing that you must say uh, for Dershowitz, and that is he has always been even-handed, fair, uh, the quintessential attorney, lawyer. It was um, somewhat, for those of us who like legal arguments and, of course, understand the Constitution of the United States, it was an absolute joy to watch him argue against the impeachment of President Donald Trump uh, on the floor there in the Senate. Uh, Dershowitz, no doubt, is a legal expert, and he rejected House Democrats' articles of impeachment on charges of abuse of power and obstruction of Congress. He dubbed both articles unconstitutional, saying they defy the rule of of law. And even if former security advisor John Bolton's book, Revelations, are true, among them is the contention Trump linked military aid to Ukraine's pursuit of investigations into political rivals. They too, Dershowitz says, do not rise to the level of impeachable offenses. Nothing in Bolton's revelations, even if true, would rise of the level of abuse of power or an impeachable offense. That is clear from the history. That is clear from the language of the Constitution, you cannot turn conduct that is not impeachable into impeachable conduct simply by using words like quid pro 
quo and personal benefit. Dershowitz is displaying what makes America, what has made America great, and that is the ability to say, though I may not agree with what you said, I will defend to the death your right to say it. This is why you heard one side of this story from weeks, months, couple of months now. One side of this story you've heard. Now, the genius of our founding fathers is showing through right now because you are seeing the right to speak and defend yourself, to have due process play out. You heard the vilification side of the story. You heard that. Now you get a chance to hear the defense of that in face of that vilification. And here is an American, Alan Dershowitz, who understands he is an expert, a legal expert, especially when it comes to the Constitution, saying to the Democrats, his party, his party, that this is nuts and you know it and just because you're throwing around words like quid pro quo and personal benefit that does not say anything in terms of making it more palatable or reasonable or right to impeach this president you're gonna you're gonna rue the day. Yes, you are. You're going to rue the day <laughs> that you did this. I am saying. I'm telling you. You are. I, I, somehow, I really feel that you know this, but you have something diabolical planned uh, so that you can skate by it or something. Some something's up. I know that much. Something is up. And so, um, there you go. Yeah, there you go. So, uh, Schiff, uh, not Schiff, but um, John Roberts, John Bolton, John Bolton, uh, Ambassador Bolton, according to the New York Times, has um, something blockbuster to say. But then again, on the other hand, <laughs> not so much because it's already being slapped down and called a lie. Yeah, it's being slapped down and it's being called a lie. So back to the drawing board, Democrats. You tried and you failed again. You should get tired of being right all the time. <laughs> oh, no, not so much. Now, um, 
friends, um, the appeals courts, and, and we got to get back to business in this country. We, we must get back to business. And um, the appeals court to hear uh, Trump travel ban lawsuits. You remember this. You know, and, and this is this is American business here. Um, President Trump's travel ban on travelers from, predom- from predominantly Muslim countries is going back before federal appeals court. Um, the last Tuesday, the fourth uh, U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals in uh, Richmond, um, they'll hear the arguments. They heard the arguments in three lawsuits filed by U.S. citizens and permanent residents whose relatives have been unable to enter the United States because of the travel ban. The appeal court uh, is being asked to decide whether a federal judge in Maryland made a mistake when he refused to dismiss the lawsuits. Despite now that the 2018 U.S. Supreme Court ruling upheld the ban, the high court found in a separate case that the ban has a legitimate grounding in national security concerns. But for some reason now, uh, that is going back to appeals courts. Do you see how they constantly challenge the authority of this president to keep the nation safe. This is what these Democrats have been about these last three years. They have been about stymieing the president's ability to keep this nation safe by resistance, what have you. By just blatant uh, in his face type of uh, assault. Yeah. And so, friends, when we think about it, let's think about it this way. Vote him out. (laughs) That's the only way to stop it. Is vote them out. Vote the Democrats out of the House of Representatives. You better be certain that you hold on to the Senate. Yeah, you better be certain that you hold on to the Senate. And if we want to see real prosperity in this country occur and allow the Judeo-Christian ethics that have given all people of all faiths the ability to worship freely. If we want to see that continue, we better reelect Donald John Trump to the White House. Yeah, you better do that. Because if you don't, if Nancy Pelosi, if the Democrats, whether Pelosi remains speaker, if they held the, the House or not, friends, they would impeach again. And do you realize that the only thing standing in front of uh, Donald Trump being the impeached and ousted president of the United States is the fact that Republicans control the Senate? 
You are aware. You, you are aware of that, right? If the Democrats were in charge the way that they are in charge of the House of Representatives, if they were in charge of the Senate in the same way, this would be game, set, match for this president of the United States. He would be impeached and your vote would be absolutely nullified. And I want to tell you something. I believe this. I believe this is true. I'm just not uh, saying this for uh, any type of shock value or anything like that. I'm telling you something that I honestly believe is true. Uh, I know. I really believe this. That they will impeach again if we allow them to maintain the majority in the House of Representatives. They must be voted out. Vote them out. Well, hey, friends, let me tell you something. Um, we all know that um, we have an incredible job to do. We cannot become lackadaisical in these last 10 months heading up to election. We must remain steadfast, on fire, fired up, and presenting our cause, presenting our platform clearly and succinctly. I'm C.L. This is the C.L. Bryant Show, live and in living color, right here over Red State Talk Radio throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet. I'll be back after the top of the hour. 